well, hello everyone. Um, my name is Ellie. If I haven't met you, hello. Um, I have the joy of working with the youth here at St Aldate's um, and it is great to be able to be here with you um, up on the stage this week. Um, so tonight we're thinking about patience and anger. Now, I feel like I need to start with um, some confession to you. Um, so growing up, um, you've just met one of my sisters. I have two older sisters. Um, Rach is five school years ahead of me, and then our other sister is seven school years ahead of me. So you can imagine that I was um, quite the annoying little sister growing up. Um, and so we would have dinner round the table um, every evening. And there was one particular dinner time that um, sticks out in my memory. Um, and that particular evening, I cannot tell you why I was angry, but I very much was. And so um, I still to this day remember the exact situation. I was sat on one side, Rachel was sat on the other side of the table, and rather than just shouting something rude at her because she'd wound me up, as big sisters like to do, I decided I wasn't going to throw something at her. Um, and it wasn't just a classic like pee throw across the table situation as we've all loved to do with a fork. Um, I actually decided that the fork was the thing that I was going to throw across the table at her. Um, thankfully, there was no lasting damage. I did get sent to my room afterwards. Um, I don't think I was old enough to quite have the force to actually do any damage, um, which probably worked in my favour. But the anger got the better of me and I lashed out and it didn't end well. I got sent up to my bedroom. Um, the naughty step wasn't a thing. Super Nanny hadn't come about yet. So it was up to the room I went. Um, but uh, that is one of the things that in my life has, I've been angry about. But I was looking this week at some different things that make us in the UK quite angry. And so here is a list of things. Some of them I would agree with and I have put in myself. Um, but other stuff is uh, just general things. So um, if you drive, the driver in front of you decides that they're not going to indicate as they're going round a corner. Um, not being able to find your keys just as you're about to leave the house. Uh, roadworks on your journey to work or school that you were not predicting and Google did not tell you about. Um, when someone is eating far too loudly. <laughs> oh. um, shipping fees <laughs> on anything. Shipping fees, why? Um, trying to navigate Aldi. We've all had to be there at the end of the till when they're just throwing your things at you. Oh my gosh, that infuriates me on a weekly basis. Um, public transport being delayed when you made enough time, but actually the bus is still half an hour late and it makes you late. Coat hangers getting tangled in your wardrobe with the clothes, yep. Um, coming home late and realizing that you forgot to put your clean bedding on your bed and you still need to do that before you can go to bed. Um, and the final one, um, when your laptop decides to do an update just as you're about to write an email or submit an essay, that's happened to me many times during my degree. So hopefully I'm not on my own in feeling that some of those things make us very angry. And they are just minor things, um, but they make us angry, don't they? They make us really frustrated. Even today, I was being very impatient on my drive here and was getting very angry that I had to stop at the traffic lights. I know that they're there every time. Um, and these are just some of the everyday frustrations that we have and experience, but I'm sure there are some deeper things that make us angry. Some of the things that I've been thinking about recently that actually make me really deeply angry 
Um, when we turn on the news and we hear about new things that are happening around the world, at the moment in India, the number of people that are dying makes me angry. People turning to violence as an answer to their anger. Domestic abuse, slavery, racial injustice, poverty. There's so many things that you could put in that gap that make you angry. And I think sometimes we should be angry about these things because an injustice is happening. See, anger is an emotional response that we have when we hear or see something that is going wrong. And often, it reveals the things that we love and we care about the most. We get angry about the things that we see going on around us are happening to people that we love or to th the world that we, around us that we care for. And throughout the Bible, we hear about the anger that God has, the wrath of God. And in particular, there's a book in the Old Testament called Amos, and it mentions how angry God gets at injustice. Now, I think sometimes we don't like the idea of God being angry. And it can put us off, the idea of believing in God. We like the idea of this all-loving God who is all about forgiveness, and he is about those things. But actually, we've kind of made him into some kind of hippie God who's only about that and doesn't care about anger, um, who gets angry about things. Because actually, I think God wouldn't be very good if he didn't get angry about the things that were going wrong in the world. There's a book in um, the, the reading that we've just had. So in the Bible, uh, Romans, uh, Romans 12 says this, um, what we've just had read out to us. If, uh, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Don't take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not overcome, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. God is telling us here clearly that he is going to deal with it. He is going to sort it. He's going to hold people accountable for the things that they are doing wrong. And we are not to do evil, but we are to do good in response. And for some of us, the idea of surrendering our anger actually feels really hard. We've carried it with us for so long over a situation that we just don't know how we could ever let it go anymore. And actually, you figured out how to function with this anger now. It's kind of just become part of you. But the problem is, we might have been angry at one situation in the first place, but it ends up creeping into so many different areas of our lives. We end up taking it out on other people rather than the situation that has happened in the first place. And it affects our lives. The reality of it is that you just don't keep the anger focused on one thing. And I do want to acknowledge the fact that for some people, and for some of you here, the thing that you are most angry about has, is something that has happened to you or to someone that you love and is still very painful. And whilst your anger might be valid, you don't have to keep carrying it. Letting go of your anger doesn't mean that what happened no longer matters, but it can help you in moving forwards. In the book of 1 Peter, 
verse five, um, chapter five, verse seven. It says, cast your cares on him, on God, for he cares for you. We have got to trust that God does care and that he will make things right. There was a documentary I watched a couple of years ago um, called Life on Death Row. And yes, it literally was a TV show based around the people who were living on death row. And um, in this documentary, there was one particular episode of it where there was two sisters whose brother had been brutally murdered. And um, it was following the story of those sisters um, as they were waiting to see what happened to the man who had killed their brother. And one of the sisters had decided that they were going to forgive the man who had killed their brother. And the other sister just could not forgive him. She was carrying this anger around with her constantly. And you saw both of these sisters in this documentary. And the one who chose to forgive and let go of the anger that she carried could live such a free life in comparison to the sister who didn't. And literally, you could physically see the way that she carried herself was different because she had let it consume her. And it carries on going. And towards the end, you see the sister who had decided not to forgive finally decide to forgive. And she completely changes. She doesn't sit hunched over. It's like she's finally taken a breath and she can breathe again. And how many times have we let anger take control of our lives? And it's caused us to sin. In the book of Ephesians, um, some of the verses we had read out, um, chapter four, it says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down whilst you are still angry. And do not let the devil have a foothold. Not quite, not quite yet, man. <laughs> and there's another story. Um, sorry, we prepped them to know when to come up. Um, Uh, It says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down whilst you are still angry. Do not let the devil have a foothold. So did those sisters have a justified anger? Yes, their brother had been killed. But what they got to do with that anger was their choice. And how they let it consume their lives was a choice. We get to choose whether or not the past paralyzes our present. Jesus says that he has come to give life and anger does not lead to life. Ephesians carries on to say, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. The Bible has a great way of telling us not just what we shouldn't do, but what we should do. Because of Jesus' death and resurrection, God has forgiven us. He has freed us from the things that so easily trap us. Anger is one of those things that traps us. And we have got to trust God that he knows what he's doing and that he cares. When we give our lives to God, we've got to give everything. We don't just give the things that are easy. We've also got to give our anger to God as well. But what we get is far greater. And part of that is the gift of his Holy Spirit. And when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, um, it produces fruit in our lives. And this is what the Bible tells us in Galatians about the fruit of the Spirit. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. We've got so much to gain, but we've got to get rid of anger and crucify it. The book of Proverbs has some really great wisdom on patience and anger, um, and uh, which is one of the fruits of the Spirit, patience. Um, so Proverbs 15, verse 18, I really like these Proverbs. So, um, a hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. Proverbs 19, verse 2, Desire without knowledge is not good. How much more will hasty feet miss the way? How many times have we decided to not be patient and then we've messed up and made a really poor decision because we were so impatient? And then it carries on. A person's own foolishness leads them to their ruin, yet their heart rages against the Lord. My gosh, how true is that? That we make a bad decision, then we say, God, it's all your fault. Why have you let me do this? But it was our decision to make that stupid mistake in the first place. Just like me and the fork, throwing it across the table. Um, many of the things that I read out, that list of irritating things, um, I think would be far less of an issue if we actually practiced a bit of patience. And whilst we get a choice to let go of anger and practice patience, the power of God at work in us through the Holy Spirit can make it a hundred times easier and more attainable. We don't just have to strive for it, but God helps us. And if patience is a fruit of the Spirit, then impatience has got to be of the flesh, which is what we were told to crucify and get rid of. And how many times have we prayed that God would give us patience and then he's given us a situation to practice the patience in and then we've said, no, 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 God. I didn't mean it like that. I wanted you to just give me patience rather than a situation where I had to learn how to be patient. Um, I've done that far too many times. Um, but if you know and love Jesus or you want to know him and you want to follow him, then actually we get the privilege of living as his people. We get to be an example to the world of who he is through the way we live. And our lives have got to line up with his word and his way. And when we face challenges, God gives us the opportunity to grow in character but we aren't just thrown in at the deep end. We've got to remember that God has given us his Holy Spirit and he's given us his word to be able to tackle these things. I believe that God can rid us of our anger as well. And um, I was speaking to a friend earlier this week. Um, this, is, this is the story, guys, by the way. Um, <laughs> um, I was speaking to a friend earlier in the week when I told them I was talking about anger, and um, they were telling me that as a teenager, they really, really struggled with anger. And now, you would have no idea that they were ever that person. And I asked them, like, how? How did that change for you? What was the circumstance of that? And they said, as they drew near to God, he removed it from them. And the beautiful thing is about God is that he is fully for us and he wants us to be free of these things.
And so the challenge I want for us, all of us, including me, is are we going to draw near to God? God is always patient with us. I think we've got to practice a little bit more patience as well so that we don't lash out in anger. And we're going to have a little bit of time now to be able to kind of respond to this. I've definitely been thinking a lot about this this week as I've been preparing. um, And I know there's things that I need to hand back over to God and say, would you remove that anger from me? And so I would love to invite you all to stand, actually, um, as we kind of do this. And maybe I've said something already that um, has struck you, um, and God is just stirring you with that. Um, But I think two, two different ways. God can relieve us of this anger, but also we can give it over to God. Um, And so let me pray as we finish, and then the band are going to play, and I think Tom will come up um, and lead us. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would come now, that you would reveal to us the places in our lives that we need to surrender to you. We need to get rid of anger and practice patience. Would you speak to us now, we pray, and guide us as we live our lives to reflect you in this.